I'd say that mining is a great place for young women to be and um, it's a sector that's you know always going to be changing and that there's going to be always opportunity for new um, new opinions and new perspectives and that young women are some of the you know most motivated and creative people out there and I hope that more of them join us. Women are making great strides in African mining. Hi, I'm Richard Janssen van Furen, online editor of Mining Review Africa. Welcome to Deep Insights. In honor of Women's Month, we will be bringing you Women of Impact, a special podcast series that celebrates women in mining. This week, Editor-in-Chief Laura Cornish speaks to Stephanie Shomsky, Technical Manager of PACT. PACT is an NGO that helps resource-dependent communities improve their lives. Stephanie is merging a love for the environment with the economic impacts of mining and has enjoyed a colourful career in the sector. Let's join the discussion. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, we've, we've been chatting for a few years now and, and I'm quite inspired by sort of the, the journey that I know you've, you've taken um, in the mining industry. But I don't know your full journey, Stephanie. So won't you walk me through through your career that has led up to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on today, Laura. It's um, it's always a pleasure to talk with you and everyone else from Mining Review. And uh, this is just another great opportunity to share uh, to share ideas. So um, I first started out, I guess, when I was when I was quite young, when I was in high school, and then when I was doing my undergrad degree, I was really interested in uh, the sciences, the life sciences. So biology, chemistry, organic chemistry. I did a lot of laboratory work and I really decided I wanted to go into conservation. So my very first job out of college was actually working with endangered sea turtles in Costa Rica. And I was down there for about a year trying to figure out how we could work with the local community to get them to stop poaching uh, the eggs for these endangered sea turtles and you know, support the return to normal population sizes. And the more I worked, the more I realized it didn't matter how much I knew about the, you know, the ecological mechanisms for turtle reproduction. It didn't matter how much I knew about you know, what to do to give the baby turtle hatchlings the best chance at survival. Because at the end of the day, if we weren't investing in the community there, if we weren't work working with the local people and finding them you know, alternative livelihood strategies and alternative ways of making an income besides poaching turtle eggs, it didn't matter at all. How much effort I put in, how many late nights I spent on the beach testing sand chemistry and stuff. So. After that position finished, it was, um, it was that really that motivated me to take a turn into this sort of corporate social responsibility and sustainability uh, side of things where you bring together the social and the environmental, you know, the, the science and the people and the humanity behind all of these things so that you can actually have a, you know, a much larger and more sustainable impact. And so over the years, I've done a lot of different things. I was um, a Peace Corps volunteer in Senegal working on environmental education and, and outreach in communities there. I worked in uh, logging in Canada for Canada's largest logging company, helping them engage with indigenous communities and the communities adjacent to their operations, helping them with their corporate social responsibility and sustainability reporting before finally finding, um, really hitting my stride and finding my place in the mining sector and um, being able to bring all of these different interests and all of these different really important components together to help mining companies uh, initially and now to be able to help uh, commodities traders like Trafigura and artisanal and small-scale miners like those working at the Mutoshi project, you know, just be the best that they can be. Stephanie, uh, what a, 
an incredible journey uh, and one that didn't, didn't start in mining, but that has ended up in mining. Have you decided to, to stay in the mining industry and, and why do you love the mining industry so much in particular? You know, I think um, it was a series of decisions that led me here. And the longer I worked in, you know, the longer I worked in sustainability and the more I, I was, you know, kind of trying to figure out how we could make the world a better place and achieve all of these sustainable development goals and environmental goals and social goals that we've set for ourselves, you know, now in the year 2020, uh, the more I realized that the private sector was just an, an incredibly important and perhaps the most powerful component of a lot of that, that, you know, NGOs could be working on the sidelines, governments could be passing laws and making regulations outside of industry. But at the end of the day, if we're gonna do anything that's worth doing, if we wanna have any hope of making things, you know, have a big impact, have a sustainable impact and reach large numbers of people, um, then bringing in the private sector is what needs to be done. So whether it was, you know, initially working with Tanky Fumirume Mining in DRC, um, later working as a consultant in the gold mining industry here in South Africa, or now with PACT, where um, PACT is an NGO, but we do um, just an enormous amount of private sector engagement and work very closely with you know, actors at all levels of the supply chain, from the mining companies taking the minerals out of the ground, all the way up to the electronics manufacturers that are, are bringing those iPhones to your pocket. So um, I think that working with the private sector is extremely important. And uh, I don't think that there's any industry on earth that has a greater potential to bring you know, sustainable and, and long-lasting economic and social development to countries like the Congo. Uh, I don't think there's any better place to be than mining. You know, the reality is that the mining industry really still is a very male-dominated industry. Uh, and, and this is for many women considered a challenge if they want to explore a career in the industry. So from your perspective, Stephanie, how would a woman overcome the challenges? of working in what is still considered such a male-dominated industry? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's something I'm always really glad to talk about because um, you know, I'm a feminist. I think all of my colleagues are feminists. And I think you, know, you are really seeing an evolution in the mining sector. When I first went to Tinky Fungurumi Mining for uh, my, my interview, for a job interview, before deciding to take on the position, I was really nervous. You know, I was on the plane, uh, heading into the Congolese, you know, into a rural Congolese area. You know, you hear all these stories about what mining camps are like. And I was expecting something out of, you know, the wild, wild west, you know, with saloons and lots of foul language and disrespectful guys. And I got there and found myself surrounded by a group of some of the most polite, intelligent, hardworking professionals I'd ever met in my life. Uh, it just completely blew away. It was so, blew me away. It was so different from what I was expecting life to be like on the mine site, in the camps. I, um, I have to say, I really, I never felt threatened or, or disrespected. And that was a big part of the reason I was able to stay there and, and to be so successful in that job. And PACT is just the same. I think um, I'm really lucky to be surrounded by strong women at PACT. You know, my, the VP of the Minds to Markets program, Karen Hayes, our director, Christina Viagas, you know, they've been working in this sector for, over, for decades. They've collectively got decades of experience, you know, visiting remote mine sites, talking to small-scale miners and people operating in incredibly difficult um, environments. And so I think just being surrounded by women like that and having an opportunity to learn from them has also, um, also just really been a, a great privilege. So sexism definitely still exists. There definitely are challenges to overcome, but I think they're, 
they're less obvious than they used to be, where maybe, you know, sexism used to be calling a woman nasty words or um, not letting women on mine sites at all because of superstitions about how a lady underground would make the gold disappear. Now you see more subtle sexism, you know, people questioning your authority and your experience, people asking you to get coffee and order lunch when you're really supposed to be running the meeting for them. And so those are the kinds of sexism that I think um, the women experience in, in every sector, in most sectors. And um, it's definitely still something we need to work on and definitely something where there's an opportunity to do better and for women to overcome. But uh, I wouldn't say that mining is, um, I think that mining has really come a long way and I'm excited to continue being a part of it. Mm, Stephanie, that's awesome. And like you say, it's not, it's not unique to the mining industry, which I suppose is, there's some positives to take from that. But I, I am quite intrigued to, to, to outline from, from your perspective, the challenges around working in Africa. I know as a woman myself in the mining industry, uh, the reservations that I have when having to travel into Africa, and you've worked in the DRC, you've worked in Senegal. How do you, how do you deal with that as a woman? Uh, you know, aren't you scared? <laughs> You know, I'd, I'd, I'd actually, I'd say that my, my dad is a lot more scared about all of this than I am. <laughs> he tends to be much more, much more nervous about, uh, you know, me being a woman and often traveling alone, traveling alone in, in remote parts of Africa. And I think, um, I think that obviously you do need to be safe. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not advocating for anyone to walk, uh, walk around the streets of Kolwezi alone at night, man or woman. Uh, expat or local, you know, I think that you do need to be really smart about where you're going and, and take a lot of steps to, you know, kind of identify and mitigate risks, just like we do on the mine site. You know, you talk about all of the strategies that we have in place to prevent accidents and, and to make keep ourselves safe. And so I think you just need to bring that attitude outside of the fence as well, where you, you know, you make, you make decisions based on the risk that you've identified and um, what kind of risks you're willing to take. I think the other thing is, is, is that it's really important to integrate yourself into the culture, you know, and to, you know, ask local people what they, what kind of advice they have and what, um, what they think you should be doing and where they think you should be going and, um, you know, what, you know, model your behavior on what local people are doing. And, um, and I think that's also a really helpful, uh, helpful approach. So if, you know, everybody in the community knows that you can go out on Saturday afternoons and have a beer at the local shebang and it's not going to cause anyone any trouble. But then on Tuesday nights, um, you know, something else is going on and everybody's staying home, then you might as well just stay home too. I love it, Stephanie. What, what great advice. And while we're on the topic of advice, you know, we've, we've got a lot of listeners who who are looking to be inspired and, and educated by, by women that have already gone through the journey that you have. So what other advice, Stephanie, would you give to young women who were considering a career in the mining industry? The first thing I would say is that um, you should go for it. Um, it's, you know, I've, I've really, working in the mining industry, specifically working in the mining sector in Africa, has given me so many opportunities to grow my career and to really take on an enormous amount of responsibility very, very quickly. Um, you know, coming from working in the forestry industry in Canada, I was um, an individual contributor on a small team managing a very small annual budget. And um, 
by the time I left Tinky Finger Me Mining, I was managing 35 people and an annual budget of $12 million. And so just the opportunity to come in and, and grow like that and to gain new skills and to be able you know, be surrounded with so many incredible professionals, it's not every industry that gives you that opportunity. Um, and so it's a great way to grow and, and to learn and to, to have a lot of different life experiences. And the same goes for PAC. Um, you know, I've never been interviewed on a podcast before. I've never had the opportunity to be a panelist on so many uh, webinars surrounded by such, you know, interesting and accomplished people. And PACT has really given me those opportunities and, and allowed me to, to take on those challenges and to grow and to learn. So I'd say that mining is a great place for young women to be. And um, it's a sector that's, you know, always going to be changing and that there's going to be always opportunity for new, um, new opinions and new perspectives and that young women are some of the, you know, most motivated and creative people out there. And I hope that more of them join us in the mining industry. Thank you, Stephanie. We will continue our conversation after this short message. It will never be the same. The new normal is business unusual. At Mining Review Africa, we want to partner with you to ensure that your brand is still visible in these unprecedented times. That's why we're offering you a bouquet of digital marketing choices to ensure that your company is still top of mind with your clients. This includes podcasts, partner profiles, videos, and webinars. Want to know more? Click on the Engage tab on miningreview.com today to find out how we can give you more bang for your digital buck. Welcome back to our exclusive Women of Mining Impact series. Today, we are speaking to Stephanie Shamsky of PACT. You touched on one or two, what I'm sure you would agree, are accomplishments in your career. Are there any other standouts um, that come to mind, specifically with regards to successes that you've had in your career and maybe specifically in mining? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd, I'd probably say the most successful thing I've done thus far is the Mutoshi project. Um, for, for people that may not have, have seen the webinar that uh, James Nicholson from Trafficker and I were on a few, uh, few weeks back, the Mutoshi project is a formalized artisanal and small-scale mining project where we work with a local ASM cooperative to ensure that they're operating responsibly, responsibly and safely in accordance with Trafficker, who is um, a commodities trader and ultimately the buyer of any minerals. So Trafigura has responsible sourcing expectations and uh, minimum standards that they require these cooperatives to meet. We also have a large-scale mining partner, Shamaf, that's involved in providing technical support and ex expertise to the miners. We have um, DRC government agencies like SIMAP that are on site. And so just bringing together these really diverse partners who've honestly, who've never worked together in this, you know, who, who've never come together in quite this kind of way to show that formal, safe, responsible artisanal mining of cobalt can take place and that it can bring incredible benefits to a community. I'll be honest, before joining PACT, um, having spent two years in DRC um, with a large-scale mining company, I really didn't think it was possible to find a way to work with artisanal miners and to do it in a way that was safe and fair and responsible and provided economic benefits to the miners and their communities but um we've proven we've proven that it can be done and that it can be done with great success and uh we've managed to attract quite a bit of international attention and you know local attention in drc to the project and so i'm just that's so far the biggest accomplishment of my career but i'm 
pretty sure. I'm quite, I'm quite optimistic that we're going to go on to do even bigger and better things and hopefully upscale this model in the future. Stephanie, that's, that's such a great project. And I would definitely invite our listeners to, to read the April edition of Mining Review Africa, where we talk about the project in more detail and to listen to that webinar on the miningreviewafrica.com website, because it's, it's a great story and I'd encourage everyone to be inspired by it. Stephanie, what other work uh, is PACT involved in at the moment? You know, PACT is an incredible organization and it's a really great place. Uh, it's a great place for me. It's a great place for anybody to work because they're working on so many different things all around the world. So obviously the DRC is, um, you know, it's a place I've worked for a long time. It's very near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, the challenges and the opportunities there. But PACT is actually working in over 40 countries all over the world. Um, they do a lot of different things from, you know, kind of traditional development interventions and HIV AIDS and female economic empowerment, uh, youth engagement, capacity building for NGOs. And our mining, our, our Minds to Markets program is active in 12 countries across a variety of commodities. We work in three T's, which is tin, tungsten, and tantalum. We work in gold, gemstones. Uh, we were exploring a lot of different opportunities in diamonds and nickel and lead. And um, so it's just a really interesting place because the challenges and the opportunities in these different geographies and these different commodities, you know, there are threads that connect them together, but it's just a great way for us to continue learning and to, you know, apply the lessons we've learned in one project to, uh, to another, you know, to problems and challenges in another project. So it's just a great way to keep adding new skills and to stay engaged and stay fresh. And so, yeah, I'm really proud of everything we do. Some of the really exciting projects, uh, we have a project with female gemstone miners in Tanzania, where we've managed to educate the female miners on kind of what gemstone buyers are looking for so that they can pick the best gemstones to bring to market, that they can negotiate better for better prices, and that ultimately at the end of the day they manage to pocket something like 90% of the value of the gemstones they sell, whereas in the past they were getting a small fraction of that. And so we work with all kinds of different partners and um, you can actually purchase these gemstones made into jewelry from different suppliers online. If you go to Moyo Gems, M-O-Y-O Gems uh, uh, website. And so that's a really exciting project. We've also got the, um, we're coming up on a decade of the Itsuki project, which is a conflict-free mineral certification program that PAC is the implementing partner for. And that um, was in response to legislation from the United States that limited the access that companies had to tin, tin uh, tungsten and tantalum coming out of the DRC in the Great Lakes region. And so what PACT and the International Tin Association were able to do was find ways for companies to continue sourcing metals from that area while being able to certify, you know, while being able to to ensure that they were sourcing responsibly and weren't contributing to conflict. And um, what that's done is that's actually been able to reduce conflict in these areas, you know, by providing viable economic opportunities in the form of, you know, semi-formalized and formalized artisanal and small scale mining. Um, you know, these communities are able to benefit from that influx of cash and the companies, the electronics manufacturers are able to purchase uh, minerals that they know aren't contributing to conflict. So that's another really exciting program that we've been doing for quite some time. I think, Stephanie, the, the key takeaway for me from, from what you've just been, you know, just been saying is, 
is the, the difference you can really make within the mining industry and not to the mines themselves, but the communities and the lives that they touch um, by association. And I think, you know, some women may, may be hesitant or have reservations about joining the mining industry because, you know, they're not into the technical aspects or they don't want to go underground or, you know, even get dirty. But there's so many other ways that you can be part of the mining industry and, and truly make a difference. Uh, and, and that's what touches me the most. And I think if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, that's that's sort of what motivates you. Yeah, and it's just honestly, it's, it's the diversity of opportunities, you know, whether it's, um, you know, being an ISO 14001 certified, in, you know, auditor for environmental management systems, or it's, you know, being a safety specialist and, and being able to identify risks and help people avoid accidents, whether it's being a chemist and working in the lab to analyze samples and determine concentrations. Um, there's so many diverse opportunities in the mining sector. And I'm just, I feel really lucky to have found a niche that works for me. And um, I hope that a lot of other women will explore the ways that their, you know, their skills and, and their interests could, uh, could line up with a great long and very interesting career in mining. Stephanie, from a from a woman's perspective, what do you think a woman brings to the industry that's different to what to what a male could bring? I think um, I think women actually have a lot of advantages working in the mining sector because it is so male dominated. Um, I will say that no one's ever forgotten my name on a mine site, being on a mine site, being on a mine site where there's maybe 10,000 people and um, there are five or seven expat women. Yeah, people okay. tend to know who you are and, uh, and tend to be able to remember, you know, remember your name, remember to invite you to meetings and stuff. So that's, uh, that's an advantage. I think that um, women also, you know, I think that women's emotional intelligence and ability to communicate and compromise, I think that it can be incredibly important in the business world in general, but specifically in male dominated industries like, like mining, where, you know, oftentimes you do have really strong personalities and tempers can flare and, and people can kind of um, have a tough time coming to a compromise. But uh, as a woman in some of these meetings, I think um, we do have that kind of emotional intelligence and empathy and ability to bring people back around the table and remind people of, you know, what are our shared objectives and what are we trying to achieve together and, and how do we get there without, um, without stepping on toes or injuring, uh, injuring people's pride. So I'd say that's something that's really served me well in my career. And I'll also say that, um, especially in, in remote mining sites, um, I think people are much more willing to open up to women than they are to their male coworkers or to, to other guys around the mine site. And so it's a great way to gather information uh, when you are, you know, out there going on a long drive to visit a potential site for a community investment or to go and, and talk to a chief about a long-standing grievance, you do have this opportunity to, you know, to open up with your coworkers and to learn about them and where they're from and, and what makes them tick. And that also can be uh, incredibly powerful and helpful information. For our young lady listeners out there who might be at a, a point in time where they maybe you know choosing a career why would you tell them that mining is a great career to be in mining is a great career to be in because it gives you a chance to grow and follow your interests um, i think that especially on remote mine sites in africa but i think in mining in general um, 
you often have an opportunity to take on challenges and, and to learn new things that you wouldn't otherwise. Um, I think, you know, compared to, compared to something like academia, where, you know, I was a researcher for a few years with McGill University, looking at food security and natural resource management in Kenya. And just by the nature of academia, everyone is incredibly specialized. You know, people have PhDs and the genetic modification of a single crop variety. People are, people spend their entire academic careers and, and you know, a, a decent amount of, a decent part of their lives looking into the regulations around the use of one particular natural resource in one particular geography. And I think in mining, you just, because so much is unpredictable, because you're often very limited in terms of, you know, access to site and maybe communications, um, communications getting to site and the time pressure to make decisions and respond to issues, um, you do have to think on your feet. And that's a great way to grow. That's just, it's a great way to gain experience. It's a great way to try new things. It's a great way to find different aspects of the sector that are interesting and exciting to you. Uh, when I was first starting out, I don't think I ever could have predicted that I would end up working in corporate social responsibility and uh, responsible sourcing and with artisanal mining, you know, all the way that journey from testing sand chemistry to help turtle eggs hatch more quickly. I, I don't think that anyone could have predicted that I'd end up engaging with traditional chiefs in Congo to see how we can best support them and, and uh, in, you know, and help them manage their communities. But um, it's just been a series of opportunities to grow and learn. And I think that I have mining to thank for that. Oh, Stephanie, what, what an amazing journey you've been on. And uh, I, I certainly hope you've inspired a young lady out there to, to really consider a, a career in mining where she can make a difference. Uh, I feel inspired and I'm certainly not leaving this industry anytime soon. Uh, but Stephanie, I'd like to, to end our chat today by, by asking you one last question uh, to really sort of wrap up our session. And the question is, what makes the job worthwhile for you to get up every day? What motivates you on a daily basis to get up and go out there and make a difference? I think right now, um, the most exciting thing about what I'm working on with PACT and Trafigura and Shemaf and Comiacol right now is that it has the potential to change the industry. It has the potential to change the way people think about artisanal mining. You know, I think that's a big part of what we're doing every day. We're, we're rewriting the narrative. We're educating the world about how artisanal mining you know, it's not just kids in terrible conditions that are dying for your smartphone. You know, it can be this incredible opportunity for sustainable local economic development and environmental protection and low carbon mineral production, responsible mineral production. So I think it's a really unique place to be, uh, to have this opportunity to to share your on the ground experience and to share the very innovative partnership that we've managed to put together at Matoshi with the world. And uh, we already see it getting traction. You know, we've seen this year alone, there are three, there's three new projects in the Kolwezi region of Congo looking at how to formalize artisanal cobalt production. Uh, worldwide, there's renewed interest in artisanal mining as, you know, 
a sector that can contribute to a number of different of the United Nations sustainable development goals and economies. You know, we hear, we hear people talking about how artisanal mining could contribute to a post-COVID-19 economic recovery in South Africa. It's just, um, it's really an exciting time to be a part of this discussion. And frankly, to have such a, a prominent role to play in the discussion and to be able to talk to so many different actors, you know, in the media, in the public, in the supply chain. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very exciting to wake up every day and be a part of this. Amazing, Stephanie. Thanks so much for your time and for sharing the, the joys and the, the successes and the highlights that you've had from, from your career, in particular the mining industry. So really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, please, to any girls out there, I'm always happy to give advice and to mentor and to, to share my network as you're getting started. So um, don't ever hesitate to reach out on LinkedIn or through PACT if you have any questions. And um, I will say that the women in mining, we do help our own. And it's been a great pleasure for me to get to know many of the women in mining through networking groups and at conferences. And I think, uh, I think we're all there for each other in this male-dominated sector. So don't ever hesitate to reach out. Amazing. Stephanie, thanks so much. Thank you. Please subscribe to our podcast, which is available on all popular podcast platforms. Give us a five-star rating and share deep insights with your social networks. Also, log on to miningreview.com to access our webinars, videos, industry insights, and the latest mining news. Until next time, goodbye.